Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams, and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. Hey y'all, I'm so excited. It's episode one of the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. This has been something I have been wanting to do for about four years, maybe five years. So I am super excited that y'all are here, that the podcast is finally here, and it is episode one. So if you're new around here, I'm Monica Woodhams, and I'm an influencer consultant and success coach. So what that means is I help female entrepreneurs who are influencers, bloggers, creative entrepreneurs take the next steps in their business to really create a business that's thriving and consistent while still living a life that they love. So it's not about hustling 24-7. It's about having that balance so that you can actually enjoy what life has to offer by being an entrepreneur who can manage their own schedule, who can choose where they work, all that fun stuff. So I'm super excited about today's episode because I'm interviewing my friend Kelly. She is a business and lifestyle coach at the Freedom Babe. So I hope you're excited for some girl talk where we are talking business, getting started. Uh, She focuses on helping women quit their nine to five and to create a business that is in total alignment with their purpose, their passion. So it's a really fun conversation where we also dive into manifesting, morning routines, all that amazing stuff that is more of the feminine side of being an entrepreneur. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Kelly. All right. I'm here today with Kelly Marciniak. She is a business and lifestyle coach, and I am so excited to have her on today to inspire y'all because y'all are really going to get so much inspiration from her. I already know before we even get this started. So hello, Kelly. Thank you for joining today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So excited to have you because I think that Ever since we met in Vancouver, I mean, obviously we were in the same business group beforehand, but really even meeting you in person, I just love your energy and your positivity. And I think that the world really needs that. So I am excited to share that with everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. So you and I have both been in the coaching space for quite some time now. So to hear someone say business and lifestyle coach that it, we get that, but for someone who's new to coaching, what would you say business and lifestyle coach even means? Totally. Well, I think it honestly is so different for different coaches. So I'll say what it means to me specifically. For me, it means pretty much like designing your lifestyle first and getting really clear on what kind of lifestyle you want to create, what kind of lifestyle you want to live, and then creating and designing a business that revolves around that. And that's going to set you up to live that lifestyle. So I'm just a huge believer in that you can live the type of lifestyle you want to live and you can live like this incredible, luxurious lifestyle if that's what you desire. So let's make that happen for you and let's create this business and this vehicle that's going to get you there. I am so obsessed with that. But 
My very first question is, yes. is this like the chicken and the egg thing? What comes first? Okay. Uh, designing yeah. your life or to building your business? For me, it's designing your lifestyle because I mean, like, what if you, what if you built this incredible business, but you realize that what it requires of you is kind of setting you up to live this lifestyle that you're not really obsessed with. Right. So I just think that we're here to like have fun and we're here to enjoy our lives. And I love working. And to me, like working and playing has kind of become one because I built a business that's giving me a really cool lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? So I got really clear on the lifestyle stuff first, and that's what I work with my clients on. And then we build the business around that. So we're going to set you up for all of the those things that you want and to set you up to live this really amazing lifestyle that's full of like freedom and travel or whatever it is that you desire. Yeah, that's so true. At the end of the day, like not everyone needs to have a business in order to have a life that they're obsessed with. And if they have someone like you to like even guide them in that first step, and then you can see from there where the business takes place because you see so many people starting their business without really any other end goal than saying, I want to quit my nine to five. Mm -hmm. Right. And so how do they even know like that, that business is going to leave, let them have a life they love if all they care about is literally just sending in that two weeks notice. Exactly. I think, I think there has to be more power behind it and more charge. And when you can get really, really, like, I think it's hard to work and to build a business if there's no reason behind it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when we build the lifestyle first or get really clear on the lifestyle aspect first, then that's kind of your driving force behind the business. It's like, yes, I'm quitting or I'm doing this business to quit my job, but I'm also doing it so I can travel the world and work from a beach and like buy my dream house and buy my dream car and maybe like retire my boyfriend or my husband, whoever. Right. So you just get, I don't know, you get like a bigger level of clarity. I think when you do the lifestyle stuff first and sometimes like the work aspect isn't enough to keep people going. And I know that's what it was like for me. There had to be more to it than just like building a business. Like, well, why am I building this business? And when I brought in all the lifestyle things, that's when I got really excited about it. And that's when I was naturally driven. Right. So how far down the road did you realize how crucial this lifestyle part was to your business and the success of your business? I think I, I think I realized it pretty early um, as an entrepreneur because I was involved in network marketing before and I was, I was shown the type of lifestyle that I could live. And that's what, that's what inspired me right off the bat. And then obviously network marketing, um, like it worked for me, but I'm not involved anymore. So that's not where I ended up. But what, when I started my own coaching business, that's what I took with me is how can I like build something that's going to give me this lifestyle that I want and how can I teach others to do the same? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So what does your lifestyle look like right now? So today specifically, like this is my first like work thing and it's mid afternoon on a Monday. So that's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, no, um, this, I wouldn't even call this work to be honest. Um, today specifically, I got up, I did like my morning, I have like a morning ritual that I do, which usually looks like um, meditation and some journaling and some warm lemon water and just like really giving myself that first, at least the first half an hour of the day for me, instead of jumping right into business. And then I had 
brunch with a friend because it was her birthday, but on a regular day that when it, when I wouldn't be celebrating anything, um, I would take like that. Usually it's about an hour for myself in the morning and I do the meditation. I do the journaling. I do something for my body as well. So whether I try and start every morning off with hot lemon water and sometimes I incorporate other things too, like some stretching or some yoga poses. And then I also just like to read or do some personal development because I think when we can get our energy in a really, really great spot in the morning that we're setting ourselves up to have a really awesome day. And then throughout the day, it just, it really just depends on the day and what I'm working on at the time. But I usually am doing um, some work, like I'm checking in with clients or I have client calls or working on my own business stuff, but I'm really not someone who's, unless I, unless I have like a big launch or something like that happening, Mm -hmm. I'm not someone who's sitting at my computer for like 12 hours a day. I will go insane. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's not how I thrive. So I do work, but I also try and do things that are fun for me. Like even if it's just to get out, like I love grocery shopping, like at a high vibe grocery store, if I can get out and do that and like buy some fresh flowers or if I can like make a quick stop into my favorite home decor store and like pick something up nice for myself. Like I just, I always try and do something for myself as well, because when I do that, I just, again, my energy's in a better spot. I get excited about life. I get more excited about what I'm doing and I just attract more things in my life and I attract more things in my business as well. So that's something I've learned a lot lately is when I'm just focusing purely on business, I'm actually not getting the best results in my business, but when I'm focusing a lot of my energy on business, but also a lot of energy on myself and doing things that make me excited and doing things that are fun for me. That's when I really start to attract the abundance that I, that I crave and that I desire. Yeah. I love that because it's so true in terms of, you know, your business succeeding when you're out there living and doing the things that excite you and inspire you. Because I remember for my blog, I got to the point where I was just obsessively feeling like I needed to be on my phone 24-7, tagging an outfit or creating a blog post. And I started to run out of content to write. Mm -hmm. And when I took a step back, I was running out of content because I wasn't out living. And Mm -hmm. so of course I couldn't get inspired either. Yeah. And so how could I, you know, like really be the best blogger if I'm just behind the computer like my whole goal of you know sharing inspiration was just halted by you know like being that workaholic that I was in corporate totally totally I I I completely resonate with that and I think that when lifestyle is a huge part of what we do you have to like when it's a huge part of what you teach, you have to make it a huge part of what you do as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to really be living on brand. And for me, living on brand is definitely not sitting at my computer, like 12 hours a day, every day. And I think that's something that we see a lot of entrepreneurs saying that you have to do to be successful. And I Mm -hmm. totally don't agree with that whatsoever. (laughs) I think you have to do what makes you excited. Like obviously you have to put in the work and you have to do the things, but you also have to do what feels good and what makes you excited. Otherwise, like what you are saying with your blog, you're going to lose that inspiration. You're going to run into things to talk about because you're way too focused in the masculine and you're way too focused on doing what you think you should be doing versus what you actually want to be doing. Yeah. And, you know, so this might be a little bit controversial, but when people decide for the first time that they want to start a business and they start Googling, chances are they're going to come across Gary Vee, 
which, mm-hmm. you know, he like has created this incredible platform to really inspire people to take action with, which I think is huge. But like you said, it's so much more than the hustle. But then mm-hmm. what happens when the first touch point that people have is that you have to hustle, hustle, hustle for years and you don't, I mean, I've literally heard his videos where he says like, you don't have time to go spend time with friends and family. You don't have time to do the things you like if you want to be successful. So what would you say to that? I think, I think there's a time and a place for that. I think definitely you're going to have to make some sacrifices and definitely you're going to have to say no to like some like drinks with friends on certain nights. Like you can't say yes to everything. And I think like the way I look at that is like, maybe he's just trying to like shape people or set people up to know that like, if you're getting into this, you probably see the aftermath of a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of entrepreneurs doing really, really cool things, but it's not like that at the beginning. And I agree with that. I think at the beginning, you definitely have to put your head down a little bit. You have to focus and you do have to put in some time to get a business up and running and get a, like a business that's going to succeed and really make that work. But I think as well, like to be completely honest with you, like I, I have sacrificed some things, but I've also done a lot of amazing things. Like I've probably seen my friends and family more in the last, like the last year was the pretty much my first year as being a full-time entrepreneur. And I feel like I've seen them more this year and I've done more cool things than I ever had before. So I just don't think you have to, I think there's a time and a place for the hustle. And I think you know when when it's time to hustle and I don't think you need to listen to other people for that. But I think at the end of the day, if you're not doing what feels good to you and you're not living a life that excites you and you're not doing the things that excite you, then what was the point of becoming an entrepreneur in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right. And right? and then that just kind of circles back to having that reason why you are starting that business. Mm-hmm. You mentioned working from the masculine and then also working from the feminine. So what does that mean to you, like that masculine energy and the feminine energy in your business? So the masculine means for me, it's like the hustle a bit more and like doing like the things in your business. So like sending the email, setting up the funnel, setting up the landing page, like doing all those things. And the feminine for me means like kind of taking more inspired action and allowing yourself to be guided instead of like forcing yourself to do things or like looking at it from a more logical controlling standpoint. So for me, I naturally am a bit more controlling (laughs) and I'm a bit more on the masculine side. So like I like logic and I like to do the things and I like, like I can get caught up in the hustle, but when my business thrives the most and when it succeeds the most is when I'm incorporating the feminine and I'm allowing myself to really tune into my intuition and say, okay, well, what would feel really good right now? What what is the what it what should my next step be? Instead of saying like what's the logical next step in my business, well like what would feel really really good for the next step to be in my business? And like using my intuition, my higher self to kind of guide me with decision making and guide me with those steps in my business. When I can have a balance of both is when I feel like I do the best. And because like I was saying, I am a little more naturally or a lot more naturally masculine, that can be really difficult for me. And it was really difficult at the beginning. But the more you that I brought in the feminine, and the more I learned to trust, which is very much a trait of the feminine energy, the more I saw better and better results. So once I started seeing those results, it was a lot easier 
to bring in a balance of those two energies because I know that's when I would get the best results. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I can definitely relate to that where, you know, you give me a to-do list and I'll knock it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The logic and just like the doing, that's so easy to me. And then again, like the trusting and the allowing that more feminine side, you know, Part of it's because I'm super impatient. So I feel like at least if I'm doing something, then I'm distracting myself. But the money always flows in when I'm like literally just like doing something where I'm just cracking up and just having the best time ever. Right, exactly. Because that's what like, that's what your higher self wants you to be doing. And that's where I feel like you've listened to your intuition and you've allowed yourself to be guided. And that's when that's when we always get the best results. So it's, it's funny too, because going back to that hustle thing that mm-hmm. you were talking about with like Gary Vee and like a lot of entrepreneurs that we see, I just don't think it's necessary because like for me, I know that I don't get the best results when I'm only hustling and when I have like my head down and I'm not having any fun. So I think it also depends on your values because one of my values is fun and one of my values is freedom. So if I am not incorporating those two things into my life or into my business, I'm not getting the best results. Right. That's so cool to think about because I mean, I know when I started my business, I didn't think for a second about what my values were, but if you really look at it, like from just a business standpoint in general, every company has a mission statement. If like Coca-Cola, I don't know what their values are, but I'm sure if you go to their website, they have a mission statement of the impact that they want to make on the world. Oh, a hundred percent. So is that something that you talk with your clients early on, like really like getting clear on what their values are, or is it something that just you naturally start to realize how to incorporate that into your business? I talk about it with my clients at the beginning because I think those are things that you need to build your business upon. So like I was saying for myself, like some of my values are fun and freedom. Mm -hmm. And I literally built my business based on like having that freedom lifestyle and incorporating that freedom lifestyle. And if I didn't incorporate, if I didn't look at that in the first place and I didn't say, how can I build my business so that it's going to give me freedom, I would feel so trapped and like having, even if though I had a business, you may as well get, put me in a nine to five and chain me to a desk because it would have felt the exact same, right? So I definitely like want my clients to get clear on their values at the beginning and just keep those in mind when they're building their business and when they're getting everything set up because if if there's misalignment um, with who you really are and with what you're doing, you're going to run into problems and trouble. But if there is total alignment with who you are and what you're doing and what's important to you, then again, that's when you're going to do something you love and that's when you'll get the best results. Yeah. I, I mean, you are speaking my language because I, it took me a long time to really understand how to align who I am as a person with my business, because for a long time, there was just so much in the back of my head, like, this is what you should do if you want to like have a sustainable business as opposed to this is what I'm really passionate about. This is like what I'm really good at. And it took a while. So, I mean, if I look back and when I first started, if I had had that support like from you where it's like, this is how we really align things together, I feel like it would have just like skyrocketed. So Yeah. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's never too late either. I think 
I think when, when you're running into little things that don't feel right, or even if you just, even if your business is amazing, but you want to take it to the next level, it's like, okay, well, how can I incorporate one of those values even more? Or maybe what's one of my values that I haven't been focusing on as much that I can start to bring in as well. And then the more you do that, the more you create a business, a lifestyle, everything that's in complete alignment. Yeah. Cause we're always changing anyway. And Exactly. Yeah, totally. That's why it's important to like do this every so often too, right? Because things that were important to us like three years ago might not be anymore. So just to like take that inventory and check in with yourself and are my values still the same? Is my why still the same? Do I still want the same things in life? And if not, then it's like readjusting the path. That's so true because my best friend, she just had a baby two months ago now. And, you know, she thought she was going to be like the mom who can totally take care of her business without feeling guilty and all that. But then now she has the baby and she's like, oh, it breaks my heart to send them off with the nanny, you know? Oh, so yeah. Like her values have totally shifted in just a like few months time period. Yeah. And that's okay. It's just like owning that and like being honest with yourself. And then again, just like readjusting your plan. Right. I love that. So, okay. So your clients come to you, they, they see that this lifestyle is possible. Their dream lifestyle is possible for them. They know that part of that is about leaving the nine to five. But once they start working with you, like, what do you find is the most surprising part of the process to them? Like, what do they not realize is hard? I think, I think what a lot of people don't realize, and this is, this is something that I found with myself too, is just like how fast their lives can change. Like you can launch a business in a matter of a few months. And once you do that and you start working with clients, I mean, it doesn't take long until you can create a full-time income until you can quit your job and take more trips and buy the dream car. Now that's something you just did. So congrats on that. That's huge. You're welcome. But I just think that what a lot of them don't realize is that things can change very quickly for them and they can live this lifestyle or at least like be well on their way to living their dream lifestyle within a year or less. And that's something that I always thought that to create success and to live this amazing lifestyle, I thought it had to take years and years and years. And when I launched my coaching business and I really like committed to it and I really said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it work because I had been in network marketing for a few years and I wasn't getting to where I wanted to be. So I think I had that like drive to really make this happen. And I did make like a lot of things happen. I'm not going to say like, I, I don't know, like I'm like living this extravagant, luxurious lifestyle (laughs) within a year, but I like my lifestyle changed a lot within a year. And I created a lot of things for myself within a year that previously I thought had to take several years to create. So I would just like, I like to tell my clients and I would tell like new entrepreneurs or even if you're already, if you've already been in the game for a few years that it's never too late and, and things can change very, very quickly for you when you decide that that's going to happen. Why do you think it is that people assume that it's just going to take years and years and years? I think it just goes back to just being told that you have to hustle and you have to sacrifice and like, it takes a long time to build something that's like, that's successful or that's like worth something. And I totally agree. Like, I'm not saying that I'm at my desired end point or anywhere, anything like that. But 
I think that what a lot of people aren't talking about is like that the journey, there's a journey within that, right? So if your end point, if your goal is to be like, have a million dollar business in the next five years, well, within those five years, you're still going to experience some really great things. It's not like you wake up and overnight, you've all of a sudden created this million dollar empire, like you're going to hit your first $100,000 a year, you're going to hit your first $500,000 a year, right? So there's a lot of like huge milestones that we get to celebrate on this journey that I think a lot of people aren't talking about, or a lot of people don't realize maybe, because they're just thinking about the end point. But what if someone told you like, okay, well, if you really committed, and you could have, um, like be quitting your job in one year, well, what would six months look like? Maybe in six months, you're making your first like, 10k month, or maybe in six months, you're taking your first dream vacation, right? Like those are still huge things that we get to celebrate. And I think that I think a lot of people are just getting caught up with the end goals, and they're forget to celebrating, they're forgetting to celebrate along the way. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, knowing why they have that end goal, because if I really break down what I would need to have, like, my ideal year, I don't need a million dollars. Exactly. It's so funny because you just assume a million dollars, that'll take care of everything. But I could just get really stressed out about trying to hit that goal when in reality, I need, you know, like $200,000. It's just so much about understanding what you actually need to live that life that you're obsessed with. I agree. And like, why too? Like, why do you want it? And having that clarity behind it. Do you feel like when you have that clarity, it just all of a sudden makes everything seem so much more simple? Or is it more of like a game plan? How would you describe the clarity process in all this? I think with the clarity, it's just like, it's one thing to see an entrepreneur that's making like $500,000 a year and saying, oh, that would be sweet. I want that. But the clarity, it's like, okay, well, why do you want that? Because if you don't have a reason behind a certain desire or a certain business or lifestyle, whatever, it's hard for you to attract that. So I think the clarity is really important for you to, for one, be real with yourself. Because I think a lot of times we see other entrepreneurs achieving these things and we see like the highlight reel and stuff on social media, right? But if we if we don't really get clear on why we want that for ourselves, then it gets kind of confusing. So if we don't have that clarity, A, you might think you want something when you really don't. And B, you just, you can't really call that in because the universe or God, whoever wants you to have that emotional connection to it. And when you have that emotional connection to it, it becomes really, really like, I don't want to say easy, but it becomes a lot easier to attract those things. Yeah. And I think that's something that it's, at first you're like really hesitant to get on board with that. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, it took me a really long time to truly trust that. And then again, that's a key word that we were talking about earlier is trust. So how do you, kind of like work that muscle to actually like be like, okay, I'm going to allow myself to get clear so that I can allow it to be easier instead of making it harder. I think that's the whole point is just, is just remembering that you do want it to be easy on your, for yourself and you want to make it as easy as possible. So when you can just trust that 
getting the clarity and trusting that things are working for you is what's going to make it easier. And if you're like us and you're um, a lot more masculine, that's a really hard thing to do. But the more you can just trust that when I have the clarity, this is going to be a lot easier and see that through, you're going to see, it's always hardest the first time when you've never done it before. But once you see the results of what that will bring you, it's going to be so much easier to do it the second time. So it's like trust is one of the hardest things to do. But if you can just learn to do that at least once and see that through and, and really um, let go of the need to control as well. Um, I think that's when you'll, you'll find that things can be really easy. And I know, I know for myself, when I was first trying to like manifest at the beginning of my business, it was the hardest thing in the world because I, I physically didn't know how to trust that my desire was just going to be like given to me. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I wanted to control, I wanted to know how it was going to happen. I wanted to know what it was going to look like, but that wasn't getting me anywhere. So I kind of just had to give it up. I had to say, okay, well, this is what I want. I'm just believing it that it's going to happen because I know it can and it actually just has to happen. Like there's no other option. And that's when it did. And after I did that one time, it was so much easier to repeat that process. Yeah, I, I have a similar experience and that it was really hard. I felt like I wanted... I don't know, an outline, like exactly how to manifest. What do I do? What, how do I like tell the universe exactly what I want? How do I actually like make it come to life? And there was this time where finally I was just like, you know what, if it happens, it happens. And I just kind of like let go all the pressure to make it happen. And it did. And I was like, oh, that's, that's what that last step was surrendering and just like allowing mm-hmm. instead of just like feeling this immense pressure to make it happen because it's almost like the more that you obsess over it, like that creates a block. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. I think it depends how you're obsessing. Like if you're obsessing over like the house and like, like, yeah, if you're obsessing over how it's going to happen or what it looks like and like the details, then that's creating a massive, massive block. But if you're obsessing over it in like terms of like visualizing it happening and you're obsessing over it in a good way, mm-hmm. then that can actually help you. So it's like obsessing over the right things. Like, right. for example, like with your car, mm-hmm. like did you like ever like obsess over like what you would be like wearing when you drove it and like what music would be playing and like kind of like yeah. visualize yourself in there. I I would visualize myself like at the gas station putting gas into it. So oh like God, it was like literally my car. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So like that's a really, really good way to obsess over something that you want. Like visualize it and visualize it in like a very positive way. But yeah, if you were constantly obsessing over like, well, how am I going to get the money for my down payment? Or how am I going to make those monthly payments? And like how and like how like when is this going to happen? When am I actually going to get? If you're obsessing over those details, then yeah, that creates like a massive, massive block. And those are the things that you have to like just let go of. Do you feel like your clients, when they come to you, they're already pretty open-minded to this, or are there people who you kind of feel like you have to work with a little bit longer to get them to this point of trust and manifestation? I think right now at the beginning, I think I was attracting a bit of both people, like some people who are, who totally got it. And some people who are a bit more 
closed off and just like me and you, like more on the masculine. So this was kind of very difficult for them, but they were still open to the idea. Um, where now I feel like the clients that I work with, um, they're all very open to it. It's just more so reminding them of this sometimes. And I'm sure like you and I probably still need to be reminded of these Mm -hmm. things sometimes too, right? It's like, they know all of this stuff and they know it works. Sometimes it's just, they get in their own heads and they have to just be reminded that like, listen, this is supposed to be easy. You're supposed to have everything you desire. Everything is supposed to work out for you. So just remind yourself of that, right? It's just like those gentle reminders that they need sometimes I find. Yeah, totally. And again, like you said, like we all kind of need those reminders from time to time, especially like you just had a really awesome launch and then I'm just days away from mine. So again, like I feel like I need to just like cover my room with post-it notes. <laughs> to yeah, remind yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, also if you're in a situation where like you are like kind of gradual or like more naturally like gravitating towards like the negative thoughts and you're gravitating towards like the thoughts that don't serve you. It's just like setting those reminders and like kind of having a toolkit ready for yourself when you go through that. And awareness is the first thing too. If you can just start to be aware when your thoughts start to not serve you anymore and when they start to go in that negative direction, if you can bring awareness to that and consciously be like, oh, this is what's happening right now. And even if you don't switch that thought, but you can become aware of what's happening, that's honestly the first step. And I, I think the more I did that at the very, very beginning too, the more I was started to be willing to consciously change that thought into a new direction. Yeah. The more you do that, the better you get, you, the better you get at it and the more natural you, it becomes too. It's so true. So like three years ago, I think. Emily Williams, uh, she's a success coach. Um, if y'all okay. haven't heard of her, but I know Kelly, you know her well. And I remember her saying, "Flip the switch, flip the switch," mm-hmm. and that—that's my go-to. Like, even if I don't know what I'm necessarily flipping the switch to, yeah. it's yeah. like at least I have that awareness. Like, okay, there needs to be a shift here. Yeah, actually I was, I'm reading this book right now and I totally recommend it to everyone. If you want to like up your manifestation game, it's called ask and it is given. Have you read it? No, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. It's like, um, it's by Esther and Jerry Hicks, but they like channel Abraham. Mm -hmm. So it's like very like, like there's a very spiritual part to it, but it's also like, it has a really good, um, information and really good, like things that to implement to like help your manifestation game. But they talk about, um, when you're, because basically wherever we're at, like emotionally, like that tells us where we're vibrating. So if we're feeling really shitty, then you know, you're vibrating at like a low frequency and that's what you're going to attract. Right. So Mm -hmm. they say like, instead of reaching for like the highest possible feeling, which would maybe be like pure joy or something like that, just reach for something that's a bit better. So maybe you're like really upset or you're really frustrated and things didn't go as planned. Instead of saying, oh, well, today is just amazing. And like that probably is going to do nothing for you if you're that pissed off, right? Like it's really hard to flip the switch that much. They they talk about just reaching for the next best feeling. So maybe if you're just really like annoyed or you're really frustrated, then maybe the next best thing is just going to confuse, right? And just saying, well, why is this happening, right? Instead of being so angry about it, like getting curious about it and just reaching for something slightly better than whatever you're feeling right now is going to help you gradually like 
um, increase your frequency again and get you to that better place. I love that because it takes the pressure off yourself too, because I know like if I'm having a bad day, because yes, bad days still happen even, (laughs) you know, I think people sometimes assume that everything's going to be perfect. But so when I have a bad day, like sometimes I'll go into guilt mode because I'm like, why can't I just like snap my fingers and like be like so happy, so excited about life, Mm -hmm. all that. And if you break it down how you just did into those incremental shifts, it's like you take that pressure away. You take away that feeling of guilt of not being able to go from zero to 60 and actually make it happen. Make that. Yeah. I love that you said that because it's so true. We put so much pressure on ourselves to like think that even like when we can be consciously aware of what we're feeling, we put so much pressure on ourselves to like just be perfect, like switch, like uh, flip that switch and be perfect. But yeah, we don't, it doesn't have to be that way. And it's like the things, the shittier things you're going through too are going to teach you so much and they're huge lessons for you to learn. So even if in that moment you can just be like, oh, there's a lesson in this and kind of like laugh it off, Mm -hmm. that's just going to help it help like that entire process as well. Yeah. So when you, whether they're clients or um, people in your community who are about to start their own business or, you know, their end game is leaving that nine to five. Do you feel like that's something that blocks them from moving forward is like one thing goes wrong and then they just assume maybe this, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Yeah. I think, I think that's very common for women who are like, um, new on the entrepreneurial journey. And like what I would tell anyone who's listening that feels that way is just that we've all felt that way at some point or another. And it's just deciding from the beginning that you are cut out for this. And I always tell my clients, like, if you have like this desire to leave your nine to five, or you you just know that you're meant for something bigger than what you're doing, it's because you are like, just having that feeling is your like tell all sign that you are meant for something bigger because the universe never gives us anything we can't handle the universe isn't making you feel that way to like tease you or like just make you feel crappy about yourself there. The universe is making you feel that way. So because they're trying to make you like, it's trying to make you take action. It's trying to like push you right to like, to get out of that feeling. So if you are feeling like you are meant for more than your nine to five, like that itself is enough reason for you to know that you are. And even though you have those feelings that you might not be cut out for it or that you don't have what it takes or you don't know how to how to build a business or create more for yourself that's okay you just have to start taking like one step like take the first step and then take the next step and you don't have to know everything at the beginning you just have to start taking action and when you t- the more action you take the more you're going to learn and the more that all the answers present themselves and i i'm sure you've probably kind of had your own experience with that monica in your own business i know i have like mm-hmm. if, if we felt like we had to know everything right at the beginning we wouldn't be here today right because that's not, that's never the case so i just think as long as you know that you're meant for more as long as you have a desire for more that's enough and that itself tells me that you are cut out for this Mm -hmm. and you just have to keep telling yourself that. Yeah. I see a lot of people who just spend years and years just consuming quote unquote education on how to start the business. And a lot of times I wonder, is it because they don't think that they're cut out for it, that they're hiding behind that part? 
So yeah, or they're perfectionists because a lot of people that was kind of something that held me back too. Is like I felt like I had to know everything before I started. But I've heard someone say this before. I think it's Angie Lee. And she says, if the first thing that you ever put out there is perfect, you waited too long, right? Like the beginning should be messy. That's how you learn. Yeah. And that's okay. Like chances are people won't be able to see what you see in terms of it being messy. Because if you're really meant to inspire and really make an impact in the world, that's what people are going to see. I mean, you might not have like a, the best quality Hollywood production video, but if you're putting out content that really needs to be heard, the person who needs to hear it the most, they're just going to be focused on that message. I totally agree with you. And this all goes back to, I feel that whole concept of you only have to be a few steps ahead of someone to help them. So maybe you're not trying to help the person that already has a million dollars and that's okay. Like if if that's who you want to help, then totally you, there's still something that you know that they don't know, but just remember that you don't have to have it all figured out to help other people. You just have to be a few steps ahead of the people that you want to help Mm -hmm. with whatever you're teaching them and whatever you're helping them with. Totally. And so I, I talk to a lot of women and they're in the stage where they don't even know like how they could help someone else. They, you know, they're struggling to even figure out what that two, three steps ahead is. So what are um, some businesses that your clients have created over the last year? Yeah, for sure. So I've worked with a few women who have become coaches as well. So yeah, there's a few women who have done like lifestyle or business or mindset coaching. Um, I have clients who have like done more specified parts of coaching. So like, um, I've worked with someone who's like a personal trainer and she does like personal training and also like health coaching in her business. Um, I've worked with clients who are doing like website design. I've worked with clients who are doing like branding for other entrepreneurs or other businesses. One of my clients, she's shifted gears now, but at the beginning she was focusing on like basically like email marketing and social media managing for tourism companies. So a lot of like service-based entrepreneurs or like, like also entrepreneurs who are starting like spiritual businesses as well, Mm -hmm. but like anything can really be made into a business. I feel as long as you are really, I, I feel like I've heard people say like being passionate about something is not enough, but I honestly think that it is. If you have something that can really help someone and it's like something that people need and you're really excited about it, I think that that's enough to start a business out of. And the thing is too, that your business will probably shift and grow and evolve as as you go. Like in two years, who knows where we'll be, right? Like we might not be still doing the same thing, Like, but that's okay. And just know that whatever idea you have now is enough to start out. You don't have to know where you're going to be in a few years. I don't really know. Like I have some ideas, but who knows where this will take us, right? So just getting started and taking that action is going to allow the rest of your journey to unfold. Yeah, it's so true. So when I first started, so, well, when I first realized that I wanted to make more money than what I was making through my blog, because I could never have quit my job based mm-hmm. on what how, what I was doing to monetize my blog at the time, I went to the first thing was, okay, what do people come to me for? Yes. And it was social media because people are like, oh, like, how do you 
post such pretty pictures on Instagram and how do you get people to actually follow you? So that was where I started. It wasn't like at the time, it was something that was really exciting to me because I was finally stepping into my expertise and feeling for the first time in a very long time that I was actually like helping someone make their day better. Mm -hmm. Um, And that that totally transitioned to where I am now where I'm helping people really get clear on what their expertise is so they can use their blog as a platform to elevate their audience's experience through services because I think I that services that. are really where things are going, what people want because people want one-on-one attention or at least not necessarily one-on-one attention, but they want a more personalized experience because the internet is just, I mean, we could spend our whole lives behind the computer screen and just feels like one of a billion. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we can use our platforms to really create a more personal experience, create that community experience, then, then I'm not so worried about society because I do worry, like if we're all just behind our computers, doubting our impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. That's such a strong message. I love that. So because And with the coaching, so you work with a lot of coaches and a lot of new coaches. And with that, do you feel like you have to really help them understand that they do have a unique voice to get out there? A hundred percent. One of a million mindset coaches. Yes, a hundred percent. And that's something I really focus on with my clients is I tell them that by you showing up as you and like first of all like we work on like them finding their unique voice and like how they can bring their unique selves into their business and how they can bring that um yeah how they can bring that into their business to attract their ideal clients so we work on that first and then I tell them too that by them showing up as themselves and by speaking their truth and just being them in the online space and in their business, that's when they'll attract the kind of client that they're meant to work with. I think that a lot of women see, oh, like this coach or this person is doing this and that's working well for them. So I'm going to do the same, which I think that's okay. Like if you're doing that and putting your own spin to it, then that's great. But if you're doing something just because you think it works or just because you think it makes money and you're not making it unique to you, then you're not going to get the same result. And this goes with like along with like copying other work and stuff like Mm -hmm. that too. At the end of the day, if you're not being you and you're not sharing the message you need to be sharing, you're not going to get the same results as the person who's doing the same thing, but doing it because it feels right to them. A hundred percent. So this is so relevant right now because my client, she messaged me yesterday And because she was really stressed out because someone she had been in contact with about doing an interview for her blog, they all of a sudden started ghosting her. They weren't responding back after she had sent them the questions. And then she saw them post the questions that she sent them on their own Instagram. Oh, no. Yeah. She thought, oh, my gosh, what do I do? And I was like, here's the thing. You created that with your energy, with your intention, and someone can copy that. And the more visible you get, the more people are going to copy you. So you can either decide to approach it through a defensive 
energy or through neutral and knowing and trusting that the people who are meant to be in your world will resonate with the way you say it instead of someone else. Exactly. I totally agree with you um, with that. And something that people have told me in the past with this too. And like at the time I'm like, oh yeah, but they still copy. And like, <laughs> it's, it's hard to like, yeah. it's hard to take this in, but it, it's very true that imitation is the highest form of flattery. So if, if people are copying your stuff, you're also doing something right. Mm-hmm. So, and you're speaking to people and you're making a difference and you're inspiring people and they're like noticing what you're doing. If, because if they're copying it, they think it's good. So it's, I get it. It's still annoying when people do that, but (laughs) just at least you can take that from it as well that, well, they wouldn't be copying this if they thought it was awful. So I'm obviously doing something right. And then just knowing that when you're doing it from a place that's really real and authentic to you, you're going to get great results. And even if they're copying your stuff, if it doesn't, if it's not true for them, they won't get the same results as you will. Exactly. And what I was telling her is like, she doesn't need them to succeed, you know, like exactly. You you don't really need, I I mean, I struggle with that word. Like you don't need anyone. Like as long as like you're in alignment with what you're doing and you're attracting those people who can help bring you up, there's nothing more to worry about. There's nothing more that you need to spend time thinking about, oh, well, they're doing it this way, so should I do it this way? If, like, they're not relevant, then you don't need that to bog you down. I totally agree with you. But, I mean, competition was something that I really struggled with, especially in the blogging space, just, you know, comparing myself just to numbers. And it's like, at the end of the day, the number of followers I have has no reflection on the impact that I have on the community I've built and on my clients. Totally. I think that goes along with the whole quality over quantity thing too, right? Like mm-hmm. I think when social media, it's so easy to get caught up in the number game and get caught up with, with all those things. But it's like, if you have, and I see this a lot with, with some accounts too, if you have like thousands and thousands of followers, but you're getting like, I don't know, 50 likes for a photo or 20 likes for a photo, like your community isn't engaged, right? Like the quality isn't there versus if you have like, I don't know, 500 followers and you feel like people are liking your stuff and and engaging and they're like, they feel connected with you and you feel your audience is reflective of your brand and who you are and the people you want to be attracting, then that to me is way more powerful. Absolutely. And I mean, letting go of the pressure to feel like, I mean, I talk Instagram because that's the thing that most people feel the pressure to have this massive growth on. But if I'm completely honest with you, Kelly, like my clients don't come from Instagram. (laughs) They come from Facebook. So I spent so much time stressing out about and comparing myself to these like 200,000 follower accounts. And it's like, the end of the day, that's not what's gonna make me like the income and grow my business the way that I know it can exactly exactly and like I think because you're you're owning that and stepping into that then even though like I, I think for one you'll like naturally attract more followers and like like a better engage better engagement on your Instagram because you're letting go of that like need to control right yeah. and until you're just you're owning it and you're being okay with who you are and that 
yeah, you're not the exact same as those other people, but because you're doing that and because you're showing up in an authentic way, again, that's going to attract the right people for you and your business. Totally. A hundred percent. So much of this whole create a business, create a life you love, like, I mean, is about showing up. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that comes up time and time again is to just, whether it's social media and growing that and showing up as your authentic self, or it's figuring out what business you could possibly create. It's about showing up and being true to yourself. It is. It seems just like has really dominated this whole conversation. And that's how you've been able to create the success that you have for yourself. And you're seeing how your clients are doing that too. And I think that's so cool and exciting. Thank you. Yeah, it is pretty wild. It's, it's funny. When you were saying that, I was just thinking how like we're in this business to help others and help other people succeed and like do better and achieve their goals and everything. But as we're doing that, we're also growing so much ourselves and we're learning so much about ourselves as well. So that's why I'm so grateful for my clients because as much as I know they tell me like I inspire them and I help them and all these amazing things, they do it right back to me too. So it really is like a win-win for everyone in this industry. Totally. And I think a lot of people get caught up in the whole, like a coach, what, like, what's that? Or like Mm -hmm. coaches are just trying to like hit their 10 K months and that's it. Because you see like a lot of times Facebook's just like exploding with people saying, this is how you can make $10,000 in 30 days. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that's where your intention comes back to is like, why do you want to be a coach? Is it because you want to make a difference in people's lives? Is it because you want to make an impact or is it because you're trying to get rich quick? Exactly. One is more sustainable than the other, right? Exactly. And I think again, that's where like the authenticity comes through. And that's why if you're not doing it for the right reasons, it's not going to work. And maybe even right now, even if you're not getting the results you want, maybe it's not that you're not in it for the right reasons, but maybe you're not being as authentic and as real as you could be or as you should be in your business right now. So that's always something to look at as well. How can I, how can I bring more of me into this? How can I show up and be more real and more authentic? And I think that every time I've done that is when I've seen the best results. And when I've like, I think as well, the more that I've done that throughout this past year, I feel like my clients are constantly like I'm attracting um, like all my clients have been incredible and, and more amazing and so amazing. But the more I show up as me and be authentic and be real, and I've done that progressively more and more and more throughout this last year because I've learned more about myself as well. And I find that I'm just attracting more of my ideal client as I do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. What do yeah. you? What would you say you do in order to tap into that authenticity though? Like, is it journaling exercises? Is it uh, talking to your coach? What what does that look like for you? I think definitely um, the journaling like comes into it. And I think the more I can like do things for myself on a daily basis, the more that helps. And then also for me, a huge part is just following my intuition. So the more I can take inspired action by inspired action, it's, it's different for everyone. But for me, 
I usually get like this random like thought in my head and then it follows with like a feeling in my gut of like knowing like, oh my God, yeah, that's what I need to do. The more I can take action on those ideas and follow that inspired action and those intuitive thoughts and those intuitive hits, the more that I feel like I'm being real showing up. I love that. So what, so in 2018, what does really stepping into this authentic self mean for you? I think for me, it's like just taking the whole masculine feminine thing a step further. Like I, I've already talked about this, but I'm obviously someone who likes the things and likes the logic and likes like the systems and doing that still, but more so bringing in the feminine a lot more with what I do. And I know I've talked to you about this before, but, um, I had like a launch last month and it honestly went amazing. It went totally different than I thought it would. And that's how I expected to, but the results were still really good. But during the process, I, I felt like I was getting drained very easily. And I know that's because I wasn't bringing in the feminine energy. Mm as much as I was supposed to. So for me in 2018, it's really just looking at taking the breaks and going and buying fresh flowers and going to like a float tank or going to Reiki and going like taking a shopping spree every once in a while when I feel like it, like doing the things that make me feel really good and not ignoring them and trusting that when I do those things, my business is going to thrive. Oh, obsessed with that. Okay. But wait, what was the float tank experience like? I actually haven't done one okay. yet. I know, I know. Okay, I need you to need do to one. back first. on and tell us about it. Yes, I'm so I will. Have I'm you like, done one? No, I'm like mildly terrified and also okay. super intrigued. Okay, because that's <laughs> something that I've been like, it's been on my list for a while and I've been like actually telling myself you need to go book one. Like that's another, that's like another example. Like intuitively I know I need to go to a float tank and I haven't gone yet but like that's on my list of things to do this week is to book my appointment so I'll definitely fill you in but I've heard really really good things and I went for a Reiki last week actually Mm -hmm. and it was so intense and so emotional I was like bawling my eyes over (laughs) but it was so good and I feel like what something that came up for me in that too was like for one um like speaking my truth because she was like, Oh my God, like you keep everything in, which I do more, not so much in my business, but in my personal life, I keep a lot of things in. Like if something's Mm -hmm. bugging me with like a friend or a family member, I usually don't um, voice it. So that was something that, uh, that came up and she's like, you need to do that in personal life and your business. And then also just like listening to your intuition in your business. That was something that came up. So it's really interesting because it was things that I already knew that I need to work on and that I need to like implement more and more. So to have that come up in my Reiki session was just like so reassuring. Oh, that's so cool. I, how often do you go to Reiki? This was actually, I went once two years ago um, and I actually was putting it off for a long time going back because I knew I needed to see this girl. She was a referral and she's also a clairvoyant so she can connect with like guides and angels and like like your loved ones and stuff like that so like I had like loved ones that were present during the Reiki too which was really cool so I was putting it off because I was really nervous I was scared that like I would hear something I didn't want to hear or I was scared that like something negative would come up um but it was actually during my launch that I was like, okay, I need to, I need some like energy clearing right now. I need to go do this, but I couldn't get into the new year. And I'm just so glad I started the new year off like that because it just felt so good. And I felt like I know what I need to focus on right now moving forward. So I'm planning to go probably 
if not once a month, every other month, I think. But I think that she was telling me too, she's like, you'll know when you need to come back. Like you will have like that voice or that feeling inside of you, like that your intuition will tell you basically. So I'll keep you posted. But I think, um, I think use your intuition or like on average once every like two to three months is probably good as well at the beginning. Have you gone before? I have. And my kinesiologist, she also does it. So she'll, if she feels called to do it on me when I go in for my session um, and get, I usually either get a massage or it's more of a energy clearing, just kind of depending mm-hmm. what I'm needing. But yeah, so I've been doing that about once a month and I feel like that's really good mm-hmm. because one thing with energy clearing, like it can, you know, like it can be kind of draining for two days after, like yeah. you feel it's like a good kind of draining, but like you're just a little bit you're like processing. Do you almost feel like, obviously I cried in mine. So like yep. it kind of makes sense, but do you almost feel like after you've just like really cried, like had a good cry session, you kind of feel like a bit like sensitive and heavy after. Yes. That's so, exactly how I felt too. Yeah. So when I go, I have to like make a conscious effort to be like, okay, I'm not going out tonight. I'm having a quiet night in because yeah. if not, I will literally just pick up everyone's energy and mm-hmm. just like, it's, it's just so draining. Yeah. I think it's important to have just like some downtime afterwards. Like if, even if you have like a lot of business things going on, like don't schedule it on a day like that. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to do Reiki, like give yourself, yeah, like a good day just to like take me time and take that time out for yourself. Totally. And that's really, I mean, the intention of it in the first place is to do something for yourself, self-care. And so why not block off the day? Exactly. Yeah. It'll be like a whole self-care, self-love day. Love it. <laughs> What's your favorite form of self-care? Um, I think for me, okay, this is going to sound funny, but I'm like, I love shopping <laughs> yes. and like just whether it's honestly, whether it's like grocery shopping, whether it's like at a home decor store, whether it's clothing store, whatever it is, I just, I don't know. I just love the feeling of buying things. Yeah. <laughs> so like buying things for myself. So, um, yeah, I think that's honestly one of my favorite forms of self-care. What's yours? Probably. So it used to be shopping mm-hmm. and I had a really toxic fashion job <laughs> and like I couldn't like not walk into a store for like two years after that. But what became like the same kind of like relaxing unwinding thing for me really became meditation. Oh yeah. And it's because it's like satisfying a craving almost for me. Okay. Yeah. I know. I've kind of, I used to like actually hate, not hate, but I didn't enjoy meditation because I couldn't relax into it. And actually ever since we've gone to actually, no, it wasn't Vancouver. It was ever since I hosted, um, I hosted like a weekend retreat with two of my friends and one of my friends is a meditation teacher. And ever since then, that was only like two months ago. I've I've really, really gone into it. But let me ask you, do you get into that meditative state every single time you meditate? Or sometimes is it just more like relaxing and like calming? No, I don't always get into the meditative state. And even if I get a two meditation in, like that feels so good. And so I don't put the pressure on myself anymore to 
have a meditation experience, so to speak. Okay. Okay. So yeah. It's like closing down my eyes, having my phone on silent. And then it's like those two, three minutes just like feel so good. Like literally yeah. as if you went into like a bubble bath and after being out in the cold for forever, like that's the feeling it is for me. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I think you definitely need to try float tank because I've heard that you get into like a crazy meditative state in float tank. Um, one of my friends was telling me that her friend went and she thought that she was like, oh, I guess they drain the tub after because there's so much Epsom salt in there that she like felt like she didn't even feel like she was floating anymore. She felt like she was just laying on the bottom. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So I feel like because you're like, especially because you love meditation, I think you would love the floating. Yeah. I'm just mildly claustrophobic. So you can keep it, just go to one where the pod fully opens. Oh, you can Um, do that. Yeah, like I've seen ones where they have a door and you kind of have to slip in. I don't like that. It reminds me of a coffin and it just seems really weird. Like, like I a tanning bed kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Other, there's other ones where it's like the pod lifts open. Um, So it's like obviously at one end, it's still uh-huh. shut, but like it's wide open oh. at the other end and you can just leave it open. I think oh. I would probably leave mine open the first time too, just because having that closed does freak me out a little. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. And I feel a little more excited to start. Exploring. Yeah. And yeah. If there's any place in Kansas City and LA, obviously I had all that. Uh, yeah. Oh, we should tips, go for but, one. Oh, that's LA. right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's do it. Yes. And I've heard, okay, I know you were like, oh, I'm going to book a dry bar appointment. Yeah. I had never even, because I'm Canadian, I like, we don't have, we have similar things, but we don't have dry bar here. (laughs) And like some of my clients I was on, um, I was doing like a group call with them because I have a group program going right now. And someone brought it up and I was like, what's dry bar? And they were like, oh my God, you don't know what dry bar is. So they told me all about it and I want to come with you. Yes. Okay. So I haven't made an appointment yet, so we can definitely talk because- dry bar is the it's just the best and Kansas City doesn't have one which it just hurts it just kills me and people will be like oh well there's like something similar and I'm like you don't understand like (laughs) experience and the products that they use just like everything like if I could choose a brand that I look up to the most it is dry bar. I have oh literally my God, I love it. Re- listened to every podcast that Ali Webb has ever been interviewed on. She, her story is so cool. And just how they developed the dry bar brand. You have to start listening to. These I will. Episodes. I will. What is her podcast called? Well, she doesn't have it, but she's always a guest. Oh, so she's interviewed. I'll, yeah. So I'll send you I'll send you a few of my favorites and then I'll also add them to the show notes since we're talking about that. Okay, perfect. Um, but yeah, she's so cool. She basically, so she um, was a hairstylist and then she, I believe she became a stay-at-home mom and wanted to do something. And so she was like, well, all these moms like want to get their hair done, but they don't want to worry about getting their hair cut too, because there's that in between stage. Mm -hmm. So she started just going to, um, the other moms' houses and giving them blowouts. And then they opened a storefront in LA and it just like took off. Everyone was like, genius. because here's the thing, like you get really good product 
Um, you know, you're not going to use anything that's going to make your hair feel like gross and hard and anything yeah. like that. And it's always $40 or $45, whatever it is. So it's for some people, uh, it's like, it's not breaking the bank. And then for other people, it's like so affordable that you could go in every three or four days. Totally. Yeah. I love that. It's really cool. It's a really cool brand. Okay, cool. So definitely let me know when you're planning to go and I will totally make an appointment with you. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So whenever I wrap up these episodes, I always ask, what is your favorite lifestyle hack? So that can be anything wellnessy. It could be fashion. It could be beauty. Okay, cool. Um, Okay. So this kind of goes back to to what we were talking about earlier, and I hope that's okay. If it's yeah. not, let me know, and I'll think of something else. No, you're good. But I just really think that, like, my favorite lifestyle hack is just like, for one, I'm obviously obsessed with like living a freedom lifestyle. So it's like, if you want to live that freedom lifestyle and you want to live this really cool lifestyle, like, just deciding that you are going to and designing that right away. And just with that being said too, like that can be pretty generic and pretty vague. So if we break it down a bit further, just taking action on whatever you can in that moment to do that. So for me, um, for example, when I decided I wanted to get a new car, I didn't know when that was going to be or any of the details. I went and I test drove it. So -hmm. it's like, what is one thing that you can do right now to take action on that goal that you want to achieve or that desire that you want and go and do that thing? Because when you can get into the motion of doing that, you're going to manifest those things and have those things so much quicker than you ever thought you could before. So it's just like knowing that you can design your life, deciding that you're going to, and actually starting to design that out and decide what 2018 looks like or what the next month or year or three years look like, and then starting to take action on something that you desire. I love that because there's always action that can be taken. Exactly. And some people like, like, okay, basically get rid of the, when I have this, I'll do that attitude because, oh my God. Yeah. Like when you can do it today, like even if it's something that feels so far-fetched, like if you want to take a two month trip to Bora Bora, like just start looking at the hotel, start looking at the flights, decide, like look at a calendar and book in when you're going to go in your calendar, even if it's in like a year or two years from now, whatever that is, right? Like you can always do something. It doesn't always have to cost money. Like when I went to test drive my car, it didn't cost money. You know what I mean? Like I'm still just put it in, like start putting that into action and act like it's happening and plan as though it's happening. Yes. I love that so, so much. Thank you. So if anyone's listening and they're like, oh my gosh, I need Kelly in my life, (laughs) how can they get started with it? Totally. Um, So you can go to my website, thefreedombabe.com. And I have a ton of things there. I have um, a free guide for you guys there. You'll see it on the homepage. And there's also a spot to like book a free call with me or apply for a free call with me if you feel called to. Um, and then on my Instagram and my Facebook as well, I'm just Instagram or Facebook.com slash the freedom babe. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your Monday. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. All right. 
Well, go back to enjoying the Monday that you have designed for you. I know that Mondays suddenly become not so crummy when you can really. Oh my God. I love my own. Right. I do too, because it's just like the fun new start to the week. I don't know. I I really don't do much on Mondays. Do you? No, it's like my energy or anything. No, it's like my energy day to, you know, like regroup, make sure that I have everything in order without doing it in a like frantic way. Yeah, I totally agree. I I actually feel the exact same way. It's amazing. I love, I love Mondays. Yes. (laughs) Another Monday lovers. (laughs) Love it. All right. Thank you so much, Kelly. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free tips and trainings, head over to monicawoodhams.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.